0: 14th day of June. Hello. Welcome to Sportsnet Today. My name is Ryan Pinder. This is Duma. Dumas. Busy show, busy show. Here we go. A little soccer talk. We'll get into the Flames, the Gaudreau, the Toronto Blue Jays. It's a uh, good month of June so far for Toronto. I believe 14-4 and four now in their last 18 games overall. And uh, yeah, I guess uh, just uh, hoping for wild cards. We're get into that story. But we kick off the program With a very busy man. It's a travel day. There's important calls to jump on. There's uh, a table to top by tomorrow night. It is uh, Tommy Wieldon Jr., the head coach and general manager of Cavalry FC of the Canadian Premier League. Tommy, good morning. How are you?
1: Good morning. I'm uh, safe and dry, actually. Oh,
0: see, that's mean. You know what you're doing there. You know what you're doing. Now, you're not in Winnipeg yet, are you? Nope.
1: No, 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 no. We're uh, we're going to train indoors today um, ah. at the Macron Center, and then we're uh, yeah going to we fly out today at two to uh, Winnipeg.
0: All right, very good, very good. There oh. must be uh, very positive vibes around the club. You've uh, certainly been dealt a more difficult hand with injuries this season, and oh. then a slow start with what three games on the road before you got to come home. But since then, uh, everything's coming up. Tommy Cavalry goals, wins. It's been great.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah, do you know what? I think character is best shown when things aren't going your way. Um, and we had to show us. And no matter what hand we were dealt, whether it was injuries or bad results, we had to show a bit of character. And I think that's what has always been the strength of our club, is we have character. We you know, pick ourselves up, dust ourselves off, and then get back at the next game. And, and that's exactly how we've uh, put a bunch of good results and good performances together
0: five wins and a draw in your last six league games you also right. uh, had some really good success in the canadian championship uh a, what an 85th minute goal yeah. away from uh, defeating the whitecaps that's a uh, close but uh losing on kicks there uh how right. happy are you with the form and and what are you doing now as the man that presses the buttons and pulls the levers with the group when they're playing this well I, there's always different philosophies on coaching we see daryl with the Flames, always critical and hard on them on a winning streak and rather easy on the group on a losing streak, are you sort of watching for cues on whether guys need to be brought back to focus or, or do you enjoy this atmosphere around all these wins?
1: No, I, th- I think that's that's probably the, the best way of coaching is you can be a little bit more critical and, you know, I'd almost put it in the term of challenging. You know, when, when you win a game 1-0, you're like, right, how can you have made that 2 or 3-0 to make it more comfortable? Um, how could we have, you know, suffocated them when they had their momentum swings? Because we're 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 a team big on momentum, right? That's what our pressing games about. That's what our possession games about. How can we control the game? Um, so we're always trying to challenge it. We're always trying to aim for that perfect game. But uh, you know, that, that's probably the constant pursuit of ex- excellence. But it's uh, it, it's good. We've you know, we always try and keep things a little fresh with the boys. So you know, we've got two games of the week here on on the travel. So do we add one or two fresh legs there to give us that spark um, and rotate the side or do you keep with the same principles? You know, there's a couple of lads with knocks. There's some getting back into it. You know, we kept Ali Moussi out of the side on the weekend because he was a bit tight, but Ali Moussi's ready to travel and coming back into us, which, you know, is, is always a good thing. You know, you, you see the impact Sergio Camargo is making when he's coming off the bench. And I think right now we're in a place where everyone's understanding their role and everyone's trying to play that to the best of their ability by, you know, it, we term it, starters and finishers there's those that start the game and get you through maybe it's the 60 70 minutes and wear the team down and then there's the finishers and in fairness to the likes of Arab and Pebble that's come into the team and you know Charlie Trafford against Valor and Elijah Adekubi they they were difference makers in those games then they become the starters and then it's up to others to come in and be the finishers when the game gets a little slow or maybe stretched
0: Terrence, tell us about Arabin Pebble this is a, quite a, a mm. like a great young Player from Calgary that has received interest from around uh, mm-hmm. other leagues on other continents. You've got him now, and all this skill that's had people's attention for a while is starting to show up on the the game sheet.
1: Yeah, it is, and I think the likes of Arben and Petrel and Victor Littori of, you Of, know, I think they always teach you as much as you teach them. And um, what I mean by that is, you know, young players need time, time to control expectations, time to you know, understand what the pro game needs that's different than the academy game. You know, what, what up a goal, down a goal means in professional sports when points are on the line. You know, uh, I find academy football, you're obviously playing, you know, a certain type of football that's about development, whereas professional football is about wins. And I always say to them, you know, if, if they're in the side, you know, that's what I'm putting them in. They give us as coaches and as a team the best chance to win. If they're not in the side, it's because... You know, there's some this, that, and the other. And we feel that this tactic suits them. So what they've done is they've adapted really well. And what makes it great is their local Calgary lads. You know, uh, Victor LaTorre came through Calgary Northside. Now, Ben Peppel came through Calgary Foothills. And they're, they're showing that they're able to now not only play well for us, but also now catch the attention, like a lot of good, promising young Canadians are, of overseas interest. And, and I've had calls recently about both players, um, but Arabim's now. He's always done it as a kid. You know, he, he played for my brothers as, as a young player, and he always scored goals. And he's showing exactly that. He then, when he moved up as a 16-year-old to the U23 program, he scored goals. And now he's now converting that into the pro leagues. And I think he's always going to be one of them. He reminds me of a very young uh, Romelu Lukaku when he came out of Belgium, went mm. to Chelsea early, where he's powerful and raw. And now he's working on other parts of his game. He's a different player now at 19 than he was at 16 when he first made his debut for us in 2019.
0: So Pebble's 23. He was born in England, but came over at five. When were your first experiences with him? And, and was it always like, oh my gosh, we got a player here? Or is that just, is it the nature of, of sort of youth teams where you really want to see how guys age and who can continue to develop?
1: Yeah, and I mean, and as you know, he's, that's what's amazing to us. He made his debut for us as a 16-year-old in 2019. He's, well, 19 amazing. now, so... We, we we we're an easy player where you just got to keep him focused and he, you know he gave a great account of himself in the last couple of games and he was also very humble and hungry in his press conference knowing that he knows he's still learning he's still working on his technique and his movements and his timing of his runs and his pressure front pressure back pressure he knows they they will still come but what he's got he's got natural talent of no one other than that, his great physical attributes that you can work with um, so yeah, no, he's 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 a really good uh, good player to have with us, and uh, like I said, he's he could be one in the future where you know somebody else will come knock him for another good young Canadian talent. Uh,
0: okay, uh, men's team was in action last night in Honduras. Mm. Uh, I guess first off, just where you at on uh, nations league play? This is another yeah. FIFA creation. Um, I mean, I I don't know that people were very excited to see the likes of a team of the caliber of Iran come to BC Place. So that fell through. Uh, Mm -hmm. then another match fell through with Panama. They are going to the World Cup. Um, Curacao is not, and that was pretty clear with a Mm 4-0 victory, and then you have to play in horrible Cafe conditions Mm -hmm. uh, in Honduras last night. Is this helpful for the Canadian team?
1: Well, the good thing, I mean, the Iran and then the Panama and then the cancellation, that was an exhibition game. The Nations League, I think the design of it was to take away the needless international friendlies where they didn't really mean anything. They tried to make every game matter for FIFA rankings, for you know, World Cup qualifiers, for Gold Cup and CONCACAF and all the regional qualifiers. So I get the concept. Um, I think if you're on the higher end players like, you know, uh, Alfonso Davies and Jonathan David that are playing, you know, in European competitions as well as domestic league. They're doing well in their local cup competitions. They're doing a lot of travelling back and forth. It, you know, you're seeing that now with with Germany and, and and England. They're they're asking for these, you know, a little bit more of a balanced schedule because it's a lot of games and now they're going to have a mid-season. Um, Qatar World Cup but I, I understand the concept of it to make more meaningful games and you've seen that now how competitive had that been a friendly against Honduras you might not have seen that and they might it might not have been played in the conditions it was played it might have been cancelled but yeah I think you grow in these moments where you've got to go down there and they'll remember playing in the waterlogue pits it's funny I was watching with my 12 year old son and um, with, we're watching that and they made a reference to English weather and and Jacks looked at me and he's like, well, what does he mean? But I said, well, when I was your age, kid, I said it was a lot of that this time of year where it would be a bit of a waterlogged and you had to play it over and around. And hence why a lot of, if you look at the footage of the seventies, it's muddy pitches and mm-hmm. you know, the balls in the air as much as it is on the ground, because you had to avoid where you, where you are playing."
0: Man, it was ugly. Uh, like you're seeing guys losing footing on free kicks and things like that. That's, uh, that's a pretty tough. bad pitch. Um,
1: well, and you worry for injuries for these players. You know, Stefan Becker and FC Porto, and you look at Tejon Buchanan's playing well in, in, in Belgium, and you're looking at Alfonso Davies and Jonathan David, and they're all playing well, and they're a lot of money. So I think if you're now Julian Nagelsmann of Bayern Munich, you're looking and saying, well, oh, geez, I hope he comes back fit. Yeah. Because that is a, you know, you, you don't play on those pitches in the European qualification, only now in CONCACAF.
0: Yeah. No, it's it's, it's a different beast for sure. Mm. Uh, they've lost three or five. They missed the opportunity to have a really good friendly uh, against a world cup caliber opponent. Uh, where are you at on the national squad right now? It feels like it's just absolutely crucial that they can find a, a quality opponent in September. Are you, are you in agreement?
1: Yeah, definitely. I, I don't, uh, I, I think the Iran scenario hurt them. I think the cancellation with Panama's hurt them. Um, um And, 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 it's a tough one because I think John Erdman said it well, you know, those mistakes made on both sides, on all sides. And uh, now if you're Canada making a call to say, listen, we need to play somebody of the yoke that we're going to be facing in Qatar, you know, you're going to kind of be looking a bit more attentively, whereas, you know, they, they were the uh, golden boys coming through this qualification round where people are like, oh, yeah. So I think it's hindered more so than it's helped their abilities to gain a top um, side, but listen, could be wrong. And I hope I am.
0: Well, and the thing is, is that there's runway here. This is, is. the World Cup doesn't start next week. The form now isn't nothing, but the form in September, October, November is much more important than it is now. Uh, okay. Tell us what your day looks like. You mentioned uh, indoor practice, uh, training, and then you're on a flight to Winnipeg. Uh, you've, you've got league calls is this usual business. What's happening?
1: Yeah. So, uh, in about five minutes, I've got our pre-match press conference, um, And the the staff will be taking the players on the pitch, working on our last little details before our game against Valor. Boys will shower up and then we'll head to the airport for about 12.30, 1 o'clock and jump on the uh, two-ish flight to Winnipeg. And then basically when we get there, we look a little bit and then we look in uh, the game day. We do a little bit of tactical walkthroughs on things and then go play tomorrow night at uh, Valor. Love it. Uh, two
0: games in hand and a point out of. Uh, we, we want to get back to top of the table, Tommy. If we could call you that <laughs> for the rest of the season, that would be great. So do your best, and we'll uh, chat again soon.
1: All right. Thanks. Cheers Roy. All Bye-bye. right.
0: There's Tommy Wilton Jr. joining us on the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline. For every dollar you spend, you can earn points towards free pizza with their rewards program. Oh yeah. Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar. Sixty sixty memorial drive in the northeast it is Sportsnet today my name is ryan pinder there's patty Duma. patty i gotta start getting you in on the good tommy there what am i doing <laughs> it's
2: all good like are
0: you are, are you fuming over there is there smoke coming out of your ears are you red faced i i need to make room for you on the footy i i read uh pebble's uh jersey number instead of his age i said he's 23 he's 19 i'm making mistakes you would not make what's happening here it's
2: all good man it's all good what, what what I just it, enjoy the conversation.
0: What else do we need to touch there?
2: No, you hit it all good. being I mean, like they they played like the that game against Halifax on the weekend was probably the most defensive game they've played at Atco at Field in a long time. Mm. It was uh the different formations. Again, the injuries probably played a role into that too. So it was just, it was kind of a, a quiet start. Crowd needed a little bit going, and then right at the second half started, the boys cranked it up. It was probably like fifteen minutes to get going into the game, and it was kind of slow, but they turned it on there late and, Valor that's a big one tonight. You can get t- You can get tomorrow t- night. Yep. Yeah, tomorrow night. Yeah, and then uh, man, Pacific losing. They're not doing that great now. They've had a rough go. I just looked. It's Three two losses and
0: two draws yeah. in their last four games. Meanwhile, Calvary five wins and a draw in their last six. Uh, did you watch the Honduras Canada last night or I, no?
2: I didn't. I just caught the highlights there. It's again the Nations League. It it is. It's Canada's been hurting right now with what's been going on with the, with totally. the Iran stuff, the Panama stuff. Uh, yeah, the Curacao game was fine, but then you go into Honduras. I- again, it's it's nationally, It makes the friendlies more more relevant. It makes these games just matter a little bit more. But you, again, you don't want to see your guys like mm, Davies, that David. That, that's dangerous out there, especially like like you said. You don't want the Byron guys and and the guys over in Europe seeing these guys get hurt because that's going to hurt them come August September for their season. And then, God forbid, what the hell heck's going to happen? in November if you lose any of these guys. So you need
0: these guys healthy. And look, it's it's so conquer. There's not many, you know, other countries going to the World Cup that have their players disappearing to go play in conditions like this. This yeah, is garbage.
2: It's it's uh it's going and then we don't have uh, our next this will be the last Canada game was last night. We'll have another window in September. Uh that'll get something the, done. That'll be the last warm up for, for the boys. Here. Who do you
0: know in Holland? Can we get the Dutch? <laughs> Dutch would be a fun tune up, eh?
2: Oof I'd be, they, in 94, the Netherlands actually tuned up with uh, Canada, so that would actually be really? pretty, pretty cool. So, um, But, yeah, we actually will crown the final spot in the World Cup today.
0: Because, what, Australia beat Peru yep, yesterday? Yep, the Socceroos are in for the fifth straight World Cup. I think ever since they started their domestic league, yeah, 06, they've made so the World up. Cup and then the A League
2: they call it. Yeah. And we got uh, New Zealand and Costa Rica this side, the final spot in Qatar. So
0: are we cheering for Costa Rica because that means CONCACAF is doing better or is it only the results of the World Cup that will sort of sway when if CONCACAF eh, gets more
2: berths? That's I, like it's going to have they're going to expand the berths anyway with, the, right, with them going true. to 48 and that's I think fine. it's New Zealand be their third World Cup and that'd be cool to see uh, to see the Kiwis in the, yeah, in I like the, the show. Yeah,
0: good people. Yeah. All right. Oh yeah. Panamanians uh, sure, Or whatever. <laughs> I mean the best team, win. Uh, we'll come back, uh, talk uh, the Flames. Very, is it very quiet or is it very hard negotiating behind the scenes? Hmm. And uh, there is a month left. W- will we be disappointed if, if this isn't done soon with the, their big marquee unrestricted free agent? Or would this be business as usual if this is not done in the near term, uh, i.e. days, not weeks, given they have a month? Also, Blue Jays, uh, they've been hanging some crooked numbers on opponents of late. Uh, torching the AL Central and now finally facing the Baltimore Orioles for the first time all season. They play 162. They got 18 left against the Orioles. Lost night it was their first. Uh, yeah, here's to 18 more that would look like that. I don't know that that's reasonable but uh, Jays fans, that's a fun one. A bit of everything including uh, a, a, another impressive performance from their starter. It is Sportsnet today brought to you by Wildrose Brewery. Proudly brewing their beer right here in Calgary. You can visit the tap room and restaurant in the Curry Barracks and find your favorite Wild Rose beers at liquor stores and bars around the province. Sportsnet 960, The Fan. Hey, it's 936 if you're listening on AM radio or you're streaming on the apps. If you've downloaded this thing, I don't know what to tell you. Like, what year is it? What day is it? I have no... I, can, I cannot help you. I'm so sorry. It is Sportsnet today. Ryan Pender alongside Patty Dumas. Celebrity sighting. Will Nault of The Big Show. In studio early. Uh, he's coming at you later today. Part of our uh, post-Merrick coverage on the station. It'll go big show noon. Flamestock 2.30. Unnamed football show at 3. And then Orioles and Jays at 5 o'clock. Let's start there. I should tell you, though, Sportsnet Today brought to you by our good friends at Wild Rose Brewery. If you haven't been to the tap room and restaurant in the Curry Barracks, you're missing out. Ask them what's going on with the old brewer's tab. They always have a little funky experiment or two going on over there. Yeah, worth a try. You don't have to have it, but it's usually pretty damn good, and it's uh, something unique you're not going to find. The ones you do know, though, like your Electric Abs and your Raspberries and your Ponderosa Ghosts, you can find those in liquor stores and bars around the province, but I do recommend uh, just say what's up. What's up with the... uh What's, 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 what's interesting? What's new? What's, what's only limited time only here? That's the move there, Patty. You got to do that.
2: They yeah. always got something. Something mysterious?
0: They're like, yeah, we found this old boot when we were Ooh. fishing, <laughs> and then we filled it with raspberries, and then <laughs> turned that into a smoothie, and then put that to the guy with this rare bush we found, and then put it in and brewed it with. And you're like, wow, it's the best beer I've ever had. This is amazing. You're like, yeah, we'll never be able to replicate it. It's one of a kind. I'm glad you had one.
2: And it's 7%. There you 5%. go.
0: Yeah. And then they ask you to leave politely because they sponsor the station and they know who you are. <laughs> and like, oh, boy, it's not a casino. Just drag them out the back door. We've called you a taxi, sir. <laughs> anyway, it's a great place in the Curry barracks. That's all we can tell you. Uh, Blue Jays rolling, rolling, Patty. Mm-hmm. Remember in May where you're like, man, they're wasting a lot of good pitching here. Yeah, that was it's a real- like only, We only play one-run games. Jordan Romano is going to lead the league in innings for a reliever. Everything is high leverage. Uh, it's it's just sweaty palms the whole way. Where's the offense? They're, these guys aren't even hitting their weight with runners in scoring position. The H is going on here.
2: Yeah, that schedule to even out. My God, that start was horrendous. With yeah. The teams and they were rolling through. And then the Yankees get their start. They
0: played the Yankees a ton. They got one more of the Yankees coming up this weekend in terms of like Overloaded Yankees first half. But it's
2: massive. You're talking like we ha- the Jays haven't made any gain on them. Yes. This is your chance. So weekend.
0: the Yankees didn't play yesterday. They picked up a half game. But prior to yesterday, 20 games, the Jays were 14 and 6, made no ground up on the Yankees. Zero. Now they now, that that's 20 games. You go smaller sample, it looks better. They're now 14 and 4 in their last 18. So they might have made up a tiny bit of ground there. Uh, but the Yankees are an absolute buzzsaw right now. They're getting pitching and a uh, judge is going to ask for $100 million, billion dollars, whatever Dr. Evil asked for when he got it right.
2: Can Not the go first they on a road time. trip? 26-7 and seven at home. Wow.
0: That's the Yankees you're talking yeah. about?
2: Holy. They yeah. just, and and they they've just done a, a lot. of Pumping on the Cubs.
0: They had a very <laughs> easy start of the schedule, but you know what? They're taking care of business against the, the teams they should beat, and that's kind of what the Jays are starting to do here in June. They open up with Minnesota. Eh, they only won one of those three, but they take two of three from Kansas City, two of three against Detroit. They've opened up with a win against Baltimore. They swept the Sox. They swept the Angels. They have done what uh, we were waiting for, which is hitting with runners in scoring position, beating teams they're better than. And tonight it'll be Yusei Kikuchi against Jordan Lyles. Kikuchi has been, well, certainly volatile. Rougher start to the year. Uh, I think Arden Zwelling had a piece on it earlier this uh, this month. He's been sort of walking the tight wire in the first inning. It hasn't been great starts. He's settled in a lot of his starts, but he's always trying to get out of a jam. It's like some Houdini disappearing actor, you know, watch me, saw this lady and how, and then escape out of this, submerge me in an underwater, hands locked. Like it's always some crazy magic trick he has to pull to get out of the first inning. And he didn't his last time out. He got rocked to the tune of two hits, four walks, and three earned runs, recording just two outs.
2: Those walks are killing him second in the league and 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 walks per 9.
0: And the, the start prior didn't walk anyone but allowed seven hits. The start prior to that, nine hits against the Angels, uh but then you then again you had a one-hitter through six against Seattle. Back at uh in mid-May. I mean, you've seen it all from Kikuchi. Uh I don't know that he's ever going to be a front of the rotation guy, but if he's your five, you can probably sleep well. A guy that throws 97 from the left side, that's just He's the guy not that, common, they're right? They're
2: trying to change him. Seattle, they felt like Seattle kind of messed with him when he came over from Japan, and Toronto was trying to do what they did with Robbie Ray last year is change yeah. his style.
0: Maybe perfect him. Yeah. Is more the, the... Clean the, him because, up. A because bit. you don't know how a guy's going to translate to the majors. If it was that simple, you'd, you know, all these posting things would go smoothly, but a lot of them flame out. Kikuchi last year, a tale of two seasons, an all star, and then brutal down the stretch. The Jays are paying him the same amount they paid Tanner Roark. So the the ugly second half for Kikuchi has been helpful for the Jays to be able to get him at a reasonable number. If he's an all-star, both halves, he's not signing 36 million over three years. Try 60 for three years if he's going to be a legit all-star, both halves of the year. So there's a lot of tools there. The fastball's live. He's got four or five pitches, but it's the usage and locating his pitches that seems to be the challenge. If he's doing that, he can be a great asset for this team, and again, if you don't have Barrios, Manoa, and Gosman, you're probably sweating more when he's starting. But uh, even what Ross Stripling's given you, what, three or four wins in a row and a yeah. save in his last five appearances? That's crazy. One hit, six innings uh, his last time out. Uh, Kikuchi being the five is a good spot for him to be. And again, Pete Walker's going to do his thing. They're going to find out what works and what doesn't continually tweak. Get through the first, would you, young man? At, uh, roughest outing is a Blue Jay, his last one out, although the first couple weren't pretty... Uh, either, although he does seem to settle in if he can get through that first inning. Uh, 52 strikeouts, ERA of 4.5 and 2-2 and, two and two on the season. That is the tale of the tape for the starter for the home team tonight. It's the second of four in a row against Baltimore. Uh, the youngster Bradish finally, they got to him in the fifth. Couldn't get out of a jam, and they pinned him for uh, five earned runs. Well, more than that, I think, actually. Jeez, wow. Uh, got into the bullpen as well so that was uh didn't get out of the fifth that that was a that happened with it's two a, outs. a lot of that with two outs you're absolutely right in fact not if not all the runs scored there Jordan Lyles the opposition starter today what can we tell you about him while well, the ERA away from Camden Yards not great near seven
2: just the second highest since the start of 2020
0: 3-5. Uh, and five. Baltimore's not a good team, but they're not nearly as bad as they were last year. They might not lose 100 games. They did that last year. They've been absolutely putrid, uh, but what that does is allows you to pick players higher in drafts, and eventually they arrive, and you suck less. Uh, we did talk about it with Brunt and yesterday with Boomer. It was the Royals, Orioles, and Blue Jays, and even the Texas Rangers in a way, teams that continually ran into each other in the playoffs in 16 and 17 that all sort of went into mini-rebuilds after those cores aged out. And the Blue Jays are back to, you know, one of the top five, six, seven teams in the majors. Uh, the other teams are still There's trying to claw their way out of uh In Texas, rebounds. they spend,
2: they just spend like, what, $350 million this offseason they on They spent guys? a half billion dollars half on billion? the Even middle worse.
0: infield between Simeon and, and uh, Seager. Yeah. Crazy, though. Crazy. And, uh, and uh, Simeon hasn't been great.
2: Uh, he's seven and a half in the AL West. Back, but I mean, that's all Houston in that division.
0: Doubleheader on Sportsnet tonight. We've got the game on the radio. Sportsnet one has the ball, and then at eight o'clock, it's the freeway matchup in LA. Dodgers Angels, that's always fun as you get the back and forth between the fans. Uh, so, nobody hurts, nobody dies. Let's go get a soda. What was that? Kim Mitchell song? Yep, Let's yep, just hope that's yep. a, go for a soda. Everyone behave nicely there, please, at Dodger Stadium. It uh, can get a little rowdy there, but uh, you'll have two of the best players in the world against arguably the best team in the world for the last five years. Funny how baseball works. Oh, we'll give you the best hitter in baseball and the only guy that can pitch and hit in baseball, and you still will never make the playoffs. What? Yeah. That's- Come on. Come on, guys. Now, they got more pieces and parts this year. Rendon, is they added two years ago after he won with the Nationals, uh, the, the rotation's been better, but it just reminds you, two guys ain't a team in baseball. In basketball, it's like... Yeah, you need a couple dusters, you can win a championship if you have two superstars. You are the best two players in the NBA? Like, who would that be? I guess, like, let's say four or five years ago, that's Steph Curry and LeBron James. Those guys ever going to lose? A, like, a, they're going to win the title every year. Right now, who, who would that be? Giannis, Giannis and who Jason else? Jason
2: Tatum's really sure. good. Sure. Like, yeah.
0: if you you get the two best players in the NBA, you're hanging banners and printing money. These guys can't even get to the postseason with Otani and Trout.
2: You got to think, like, this offseason, they're probably not going to make it this year. Like, what do you, you do? Trout will be thirty-one, I believe, in August. He's
0: locked in. He got his three four hundred million. Y-
2: you can't move that. No, you have to keep supplementing <laughs> r- around they, these guys. And but again, they, and there's they talk worked... they might they're, there's talk they're moving to Long Beach in the next few few years. They here? did
0: uh, do some sort of uh, exercising a clause yeah, with the not city have a of good Anaheim
2: week in the courts there for them. Mm, that was
0: interesting. Because the
2: people love that park, but it ain't new. Like Adnan said it best: the great park is not new. It's been renovated like three times. It used to be a, a whole bowl when the Rams played there. Like it used to be a whole stadium, like kind of like Bush Stadium used to be. I did be. not know that. Yeah, and then they took down the, the the triple deck and made it more baseball specific once the Rams moved to St. Louis.
0: We haven't been there last week. I was like, okay, I could. It's 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 got some charm, but it it ain't uh, it ain't Petco. Mm-mm. It ain't whatever Safeco's called now.
2: It's it, the second worst park in California probably. Yeah.
0: Oakland's got to be the worst by yeah. a mile for as long as they're there. And then all the other ones are amazing. Amazing is not the right word. Uh, like San Diego is a top five ballpark for me. Seattle is as well. San Francisco, all three of those are in my top five. That doesn't mean that other people's top fives. Um, Dodger stadium's classic. It ain't new either. There's some low ceilings. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, mm-hmm. you got to go if you get the chance, but no one's saying, Hey, just replicate Dodger stadium and we'll be fine. It's like, no, it's not quite that. And I feel like Angels Stadium is, is sort of in that same pile. And yeah, the Oakland's one's the worst. Who am I missing? That's all the teams in California?
2: Yeah, San Francisco, San Diego. Yeah, Oakland, LA. Yeah, two LAs. They got five, five
0: teams in, in California, about one in Canada. Crazy. I mean, they might be down to four soon. Oakland's going to.
2: Vegas. Vegas, baby.
0: Get that free money. Let's go. Mm. Go, go. Um, okay. Elsewhere, Flames News. We got breaking. No, we did. Just kidding. Mm. Yeah, we don't no. have breaking. That's mean. I shouldn't do that. <laughs> breaking news: Calgary. No, no, they're they're they AHL. Philly playing game six tonight in Chicago. There's your breaking news. Uh, that one, an impressive turtle of events. In that seven
2: out east. So why the heck can't do you do you have seven? the
0: Memorial Cup teams in front of you here? We saw the Old oh, yeah. Kings yeah, advance last night Schwinigan, in six against
2: Seattle. Win St. John, John the host, yeah. and we're just waiting on the old game seven tonight. I believe Hamilton and Windsor. Wow. Okay, so there's the field. Now, if Windsor gets there, it's a real traditional. You know, that's a, that's what you usually get at Memorial Cup. You get the Windsor. St. John's been there. Shawinigan was a host not too long ago. Edmonton's been there. Hamilton,
0: they never been. Well, that's just, that was not a major junior team. No, nope. city for a long time. No, they were American an American League a city. Only we knew someone that worked there.
2: Yeah, I think there was a guy that Hamilton. Yeah. Hamilton,
0: the hammer gotta be tough it's steven brunt that's what i'm thinking of yeah. we had him earlier today <laughs> be sure to catch everything on the podcasts apple amazon spotify the old corner store wherever you pick up your podcast that's where you can find it boomer in the morning we had brunt today he's officially in his summer home in uh newfoundland now labrador is the part of newfoundland that's attached to quebec or is the labrador the island labrador is attached to quebec so he's not in labrador he's no. in newfoundland he's on the island And I think Deer Lake is the closest place you can fly into. And you could fly from, like, an airport near his house. uh, You know, like, Pearson's not far from Hamilton. It's not super close. but It's not far. You could fly right to Deer Lake. And instead, he goes on, like, a 20-plus-hour mission, driving with a dog. um, And it takes multiple days, sometimes a week, to get there. He's there. He's settled in. And he's doing uh, the shows from there. Good chat with him today about that journey and his his annual pilgrimage, I'll call it, Patty. Mm Mm-hmm. I like Brunt. I think he's got life figured out.
2: Yeah. That'd be a nice place, to, nice place to chill for the summer. I can't, there's not too many nice places. Well, there's a lot of places in Canada, but Newfoundland's one place I'd love to visit in the summertime. Hard to get to. The hard harder to the places are to get to, the more to
0: remote uh, the, 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 you'll find they are. Like a little, you get a little more space and time in the places that are hard to get to. Right? No oh, way. Yeah. Um, and he talks about rituals and how he likes to reset <laughs> in the summer. Like, yes, yes. And then he just hosts some crazy spoken word literature and music festival out there. What a beauty. <laughs> And he's like, oh, sorry, I've disappeared a bit. i got to catch El Chapo and do a piece on uh, Roberto (laughs) Osuna. I'll be back in two weeks. (laughs) Amazing. Love that guy. Uh, He was on Boomer in the Morning this morning. Check that out. Uh, Coming up next couple days, what can we tell you? I wrote it down right here. Tomorrow, Greg Washinsky. I've never chatted with Greg on uh, the radio.
2: You've done on Twitter.
0: I see him on the Twitters. I spoke with him at the 2010 draft in Los Angeles at Staples Center. No, at, uh, yeah, it was Staples Center. Now Crypto. Now, crypto.com. That was the uh, year the Flames uh, picked someone one pick ahead of Nikita Kucherov, who we forgot. Tyler. Ty.
2: <laughs> Watherspoon.
0: Ty. No, I think it was a John Ramage draft year as uh, well. Might have was been. Right? Son of.
2: Son of Rob.
0: Uh, and so Greg will join us tomorrow. I'm excited about that. We have Dave Dickinson, 7 o'clock. How was our first Dave chat last week?
2: Dave was good. We, 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 he lots us 20 minutes. We, went, we took him 25. It was great. Beautiful.
0: Just massaging the clock. He's a beauty. And uh, we'll get to quiz him on week one.
2: Yeah, we got to be quick with the Pinner report because he's right in at 7.05. He calls. Good. Okay.
0: Yeah. So tell Boom to throw to me at about uh, uh, 7.15. <laughs> um,
2: 6.15. Yes, we'll get
0: started. Very busy night tonight. Uh, And Ben Wagner going to join us Thursday as well. We are carrying a matinee, I believe, on Thursday on these airwaves. So we'll get you all set up. Nothing better than afternoon baseball on the radio. Okay, that'll do it for Sportsnet today. Uh, Yeah, that Breaking Flames news. They are going to play Game 6. They're HL affiliate tonight in Chicago. If they can win it, that'll be three in a row after falling down 3-0 to the Chicago Wolves. They're at uh, Allstate Arena just by O'Hare. We'll see if they can force a Game 7. That would be quite... Uh, a turn of events from a team that fell into a 3-0 hole against a much older and more veteran Wolves team. Again, tell you what the day looks like. Jeff Merrick's show starring Jeff Merrick. The JM show coming up next. Big show at noon. Flames talk 2.30 before the unnamed football show at 3. And then it'll be Orioles, Blue Jays at 5 o'clock. This has been Sportsnet today for our friends at Wild Rose Brewery. Proudly brewing the beer right here in Calgary. You can check out their tap room and restaurant in the Curry Barracks. Or just look for your favorite Wild Rose beers at bars and liquor stores around the province. Sportsnet 960, The Fan.